Well, Kurt, this morning we have L.J. Dalton with us. Uh, She's our career development coordinator, and we're just so glad that you're with us. Glad to be here. L.J., uh, one thing that's got your, just one of the many things that has your attention these days is the gardening class. And uh, this is the end of the the, uh, growing season. I think we call it harvest time. Um, But uh, we want you to share a little bit, um, well, we want you to share a lot in uh, the next segment about your gardening class and what you do and your responsibilities. But first, I guess, uh, first question I thought of was um, how share how you became involved uh, in the men's uh, garden class. Well, the men's gardening project began in 1997, which is the year that I started working here. One of our seasoned staff members was overseeing the program when it got started. Then in 2008 and 2009, I had the opportunity to attend classes to become a certified Summit County Master Gardener volunteer. We talked about weeds, diseases, vegetables, trees, insects, and many other things in our classes. Part of being a Master Gardener is sharing what you know and teaching others about gardening. So after I completed my certification, I spoke to the staff member who was overseeing the garden program and asked if I could assist with the classes. He was getting ready to retire and told me I was welcome to take over the entire program. <laughs> so basically, I jumped in with both feet and got started. Well, you know, LJ, uh, obviously 1997 and see where it's at today. I mean, you've done a lot of really good things for this gardening program. Uh, the resident men that come through the, our long-term program, obviously some of them don't have experience in this area. So how does that How do you work with the men that might be excited about this and maybe I don't have any experience in gardening? How does that work out for you? Well, some of our men have been raised on a farm. Mm -hmm. Others have worked in garden centers. Or maybe they just helped mom at the home garden. But for those that have never gardened, it's not really a problem. We have um, a team of master gardeners and volunteers that help the residents become familiar with the basics, even if they don't have any experience. And when they kind of balk at the fact that, well, I've never gardened, I'm never going to do this again, I always look at them and say, so you're going to tell that to your boss? I've never done this, so I can't do it? Mm-hmm. No, you have to be ready to learn. And so we relate it to work at that time. Interesting. Um uh, answer um, and, and how you respond to them because um, that, that to me shows a sign of uh, why you're a master gardener. It's not so much about knowledge of how to grow, that's part of it, but also you have the ability to teach people, to show them and instruct and motivate uh, as well. And I think that's kind of a, sort of an un, um, I guess that's the uh, a skill set that you you bring in addition to your knowledge uh, of the uh, gardening. And I think our listeners would probably want to know uh, how how does it benefit our residents? I mean, it's not just a you're not just filling time in the day. There's there's an outcome with that. You're smiling. Are you just filling time in the day, LJ? <laughs> um, or, <laughs> what, how, how how does that benefit the residents? Okay, it helps them um, to develop teamwork. And part of that is we divide the men into five to six teams, depending how many are on program at the time. And each one is responsible for two four-by-eight gardens. Each team must plan the garden and get the plan approved. 
This is one of the things we discuss in the classes that are held every Friday, so they know how to put together a plan. Then they plant the garden, and then they're responsible for maintaining it. That means they have to weed it, they have to water it, and harvest it. They can't help hope it rains, they have to make sure it's watered. This, uh, this getting this permit, this like, sounds like the, a building permit with the county. They have to, so they have to get, what would you say is, um, what, what approves them? Okay, we, we want them to make sure all the plants are going to get the sun they need. Mm-hmm. So you want to plant the tallest plants on the north side. If you're going to trellis anything, it needs to go on the north side because the sun comes from the south. So we don't want to eliminate the sun from the smaller plants. But then in some cases, we want the smaller plants in between the taller ones. For instance, like lettuce. We don't want it to get too much sun because it'll burn. So it's all a plan. So we have them planted out. And we also have a challenge because they want to put everything in their garden. And there really isn't room for everything to grow. Mm. At first, it looks a little blank, yeah. like a blank slate, but as things start growing, sure. they will take over. Yeah, good point. Well, well, you know, LJ, obviously there's a plan in doing a garden, and it almost sounds like a strategic plan as I hear how you plant certain plants where the sun is. Some don't need as much as sun. We're in October here, Kurt, and obviously it's harvest time. Uh, and I know the residents have the joy of seeing from the seed to where it's at today. So what, what do they do as they harvest this, these wonderful vegetables that come out of this garden? Well, most of the vegetables go to our kitchen here at the Haven of Rest. But I also tell the residents, while you're in your gardens, if there's a ripe tomato, enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's your garden. Enjoy it. Now, if they have you know, a basketful, no, they're not going to eat the whole basketful. And some vegetables have to be cooked. Or they taste better when they're cooked. All right. Um, and they probably have given some to the the food service, I bet, maybe to help prepare it for them? Yeah, to like the kitchen, yeah. Kick it? Yeah, okay. Now, you've told, when you've been on before talking about the gardens, um, I enjoy asking this question because I, I, I like your answer to this. And uh, But if you're listening for the first time, um, you, this might be enlightening for you. But uh, tell us about the way in which you, the technique for seeding, seeding the ground, planting the seed. Well, when you're working with large seeds like sunflowers and zucchini and beans, it's real easy to space them as necessary. But when you're working with the smaller seeds, such as lettuce, carrots, radishes, the seeds are very tiny. And it's difficult to get them spaced right, or you end up going through and having to thin them. And sometimes when you thin the seeds, then you pull up the the plant next to it. So what we do is we make strips of newspaper about an inch to two inches wide and since we use square foot gardening method the strips are cut into 12 inch lengths. Next you fold the paper in half lengthwise. It's important to make sure you mark the newspaper on the outside so you know what kind of vegetable it is and also how deep it needs to be planted. Then using washable school glue, we add a little water to the glue and then use a paintbrush to paint the glue on the paper. Then we place the seeds on the paper, taking care to space them according to the directions on the back of the seed package. The last step is to fold the paper together and set it aside to dry. 
when they're planted, according to the directions that you've written on the outside, even after a big rain, and we always have a big downpour after we planted, the seeds won't get washed away. They'll stay in place. Hmm. Well, you know, LJ, doing this for 20 years, because you said you took it over in 97. So. No, I took it over in 2009. Oh, 2009. Okay, so, but it's been going on for 20 years, since mm-hmm. 97. Obviously, it's brought great joy to you, and I'm sure you've learned a lot also as you've taken our resident men through the process. What do you love about this? I love seeing them succeed. Some of them have never seen anything grow. They've never planted a seed and see something come about, uh, come out of the ground about for that. They've never seen the harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing them learn to work as a team, because that's going to be necessary when they move on. Helping them relate what they're learning to the workplace. So sometimes we have men that leave the program early. When someone else comes in, they have a new team member. Well, that wasn't who they had planned on their team. Well, in the workplace, that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You might get shifted to a different department or things get rearranged. You have to be flexible. Lots of great visuals and great um, lessons out there. now, if you took away the the men and the the classes, speak. I'm I, I would imagine, but I'm asking you. You'd still love the garden, even oh, yes. by yourself. Yes. What uh, what what brings you joy if when you're gardening, even just by yourself? What do you like about the gardening? I like the harvest, mm-hmm. and I also like the flowers. I recently attended a workshop on propagation where we learned how to harvest the seeds. Now's the time to be picking the seeds off flowers and vegetables and so forth and getting them ready to winter over. Now, some have to be planted right away. Some you put in paper bags and put in a cool place in your basement, and then you'll plant them next spring. Well, you know, LJ, over the years, uh, as Kurt was saying, learning all this, uh, you enjoying it, uh, what are some of the, I guess, when you have worked with the resident men, some of the things that your interaction with them because there are some that like you said at the very beginning don't know anything about gardening and then we come into the harvest i'm sure their perspective or perception changes a little bit as they see things from really seeing nothing to start coming up and then and then producing what are some of the what's some of the uh, interaction that you've had with the men in regards to seeing that process well it's interesting to see at first, they're not willing to learn at all. You know, they build this big wall between mm-hmm. me and them. And then as we go through the different classes and working with them in the gardens, one thing that we did a few years ago is we started cooking classes. So we took items that they were planning to plant or were thinking about it, and we would make a dish out of it. You know, don't plant it just because it's going to grow. But if you're not going to use it, then what? So we would make different things, not just salads, but we would cook some different things. We might do pasta and add some vegetables, those kind of things. So the master gardeners that work with me and the volunteers are really great at that. How do, how do you find your volunteers? Through the master gardener program, we are required to complete certain volunteer hours every year in order to complete uh, continue our certification. So I put out... Um, a memo or an email to everybody and say, you know, we're getting ready to start classes. If you're interested, come see what we do. And I usually end up with at least 10 to 12 
and that helps real good during the season because during the summer people like to take vacations and so forth and then we don't have to worry about no one being there to help the guys well you know lj i've had the privilege of meeting several of your volunteers a lot of the ladies that come in they're wonderful uh they're excited uh in class and then when you guys actually go out into the um, uh, the garden and garden area to uh, take care of it with the men you know, as we started off, we talked to talked a little bit about your title here, Career Development Coordinator. This, in a sense, uh, ties into building a career of how to grow produce and even how to use it and cook it. Is that correct? Right. So in saying all that, Kurt, as we close here, how can we pray for you and this one area of ministry that you, you do? Uh, because you do a lot of different other things too, LJ. Uh, but how can we pray for you in this specific area? I would ask for prayer as we interact with the, the men, the residents, not just me, but all of the volunteers, that we're able to encourage them, that we can show them how this is important. Not They may never decide to have a garden again, and that's okay. But what can we learn from this experience? How can they grow from this and maybe apply it, even having to work with people or interact with people that they don't particularly care for? Or having to learn, most of our volunteers are women. A lot of the men are having to learn from a woman, and you may have a woman supervisor. So we you know, pray that they'll be open to what God has for them. Mm -hmm. LJ, thank you for being here today. Thank you for inviting me.